Welcome everyone, I'm Stuti and I'm your host for the Because She Can podcast. Join us as we bring to you powerful stories of remarkable individuals who share with us their triumphs, the obstacles they face and the invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Today in the studio, we have a remarkable guest with us, Pooja is the brains behind the Sarvodhya Collective and the inclusive Dunya initiatives that work to build awareness around intellectual disabilities. The voluntary engagement program has been part of Evolve Incubator hosted by India Welfare Trust. She truly defined what it means to lead a life filled with purpose and service. I can't wait to kickstart this conversation with her. So please welcome Pooja to the Because She Can podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for being here, Pooja. Uh, Pooja, your life has been defined by very unique life choices. But before we delve into that, um, I want to start at the beginning because I truly believe that the person we become as we grow is always somewhere engraved in our childhood. You've had a very interesting childhood. Um, your father served in the Indian Army, so you were an army brat. And I, I do understand what that comes with because my mom was an Air Force officer's daughter. And it involves a lot of uprooting and a lot of moving around where you're forced to leave cities and friends behind. But I believe that also must have shaped your character in a certain way. So can you please tell us a little bit about your childhood? What was it like? And looking back, how do you feel that has shaped you to be the woman you are today? Thank you for that question and for recognizing that we grew up to become who we started out with as a sapling. Um, so you're right, my father was in the army and we grew up um, across India. Uh, we were a family of five, three siblings. I have two elder brothers. Okay. Um, so you're the baby of the family. Well, it's always controversial how the youngest one feels about being the youngest one. <laughs> but I'm interestingly the youngest of 40 cousins. So, Oh so my God. So I, you're truly the baby of yes. very extended family. I am the baby of the extended family for sure. But yeah. I think I am probably the more responsible one amongst my immediate sibling set. But uh, I have very much been pampered by everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, growing up was very, very nice because, like you said, we got to travel, travel to places. And while it involves uprooting, it also involves experiencing different cultures, different places. Absolutely. And sometimes we leave friends behind. I think... Uh, at that point in time, we did a fair bit to continue the friendships. Mm -hmm. And along the way, I learned how to make, uh, connect with people sooner. Yeah. Meaningful relationships and relationships that last into the future. So, so I feel my life is much richer as a result of how we started. And that adaptability that comes with sort of being forced to make new friends at such a young age. True, true. Uh, forced to make new friends, but also... Uh, finding yourself in a situation where you become somewhere self-sufficient as well. Mm -hmm. You're not always looking at external resources and people and support systems to go through life. So there's also a lot of emotional self-sufficiency that uh, 
constant moving teaches you, which is a very helpful life skill. True. Um, so, you know, though it's very idyllic that you're moving across the country and I'm sure you've been to some beautiful uh, cities and postings, but you also mentioned off camera that uh, your family for a while was posted in Ganganagar in Punjab when uh, when terrorism in the area was rampant. So tell us a bit more about that. How does that define you as a child or an adolescent? Because that is something, uh, you know, which is very unique to you as a life experience. It's... Uh... It's actually not so unique to me because uh, so many army kids, I think, uh, live through something. Yeah, like but to give context, yeah. because a lot of our listeners are civilians, maybe yeah. they are not aware of uh, what life in the army entails. It was... So I think all of us in the family, uh, my elder brother was away at college, but the four of us truly enjoyed that tenure. My father was commanding his battalion at that point in time. He had five workshops between... So Ganganagar is actually on the border of Punjab and Rajasthan, but technically falls into Rajasthan, okay. very close to the Pakistan border as well. Okay. And he had workshops. My father was an engineer, so he had workshops across Rajasthan, Punjab, and Himachal, all the way spread out okay. across. So it was an interesting, um, it was an interesting tenure because first of all, you know, given the proximity to the border as well as what was going on in this neighboring state, mm. uh, there was a lot of security, which meant that. While we traveled out for school, there was there were always armed guards with us. And because it was a relatively small town uh, compared to maybe a Delhi or a Bombay at that point in time, early 90s, uh, we spent most of our time within the cantonment. Okay. So, so while those friendships may have been fleeting, uh, you know, people coming and going at best kind of staying there for, an, for a year, they're actually pretty solid friendships. So I was in class 7th at the time. Okay. I still remain in touch with some of those friends. I think those are the earliest friends I think of. Um, as an experience, the fact that uh, it almost you numb yourself to the idea that, you know, there's an arm, two armed guards with a stand gun that are going with Would you. Really? That fear sort of, are you saying, fades away? After I think it just becomes like part of the furniture and fixture because where we were there wasn't very much that was going on i think it was it was when the officers went out for an exercise and they were regularly doing that or um you know there were incidents of you know if a weapon was ever lost you know then you realize the gravity of the context that we were living in but given the age we were and and that which it was uh, how old were you then seventh and eighth so that must have been okay. 13 and 14 like coming up to 14 so 12 13 14 yeah so not not that old but you know you're kind of uh, now, within the cantonment, it was really quite secure. And another really interesting thing was happening at that time over there. Um, it was a desert and it was it was very sandy area. And the officer commanding at the time decided that, you know, we're going to plant a golf course. So the entire cantonment was uh, turned green. And over the two years that we lived there, that happened as well, that it went from a sandy desert to a lush green golf course. So, so I think... Maybe that was a little bit more at the forefront, but you kind of see the role the army plays at that point in time. So um, just a minute on, on where I picked up the phrase. Um, 2018, I used to live in the UK and I was relocating back to India. And somewhere in the months between the two, I went on a road trip to Mexico. 
And in one of the artsy towns in Mexico, I went into an artist studio and found the series um, on migration. And she likened the soul's journey to a migrant's journey as well. Okay. And uh, one of those, one of seven of those series was uh, titled Walking Roots. And it showcased a woman with roots going down into the earth, but kind of, you know, leaning forward and walking, but also turning back. And the way the artist described the uh, picture to me was that you keep moving forward, but you never forget your roots. And as yeah. you walk, you put down roots and you feel at home with the world. Wherever you are in wherever, the world. Wherever you are in the world and with the world and with the yeah. people. And that really, truly resonated with me because I felt at home in the UK. I was really looking forward to coming back home to India. And and like you said, maybe that is an attitude that I picked up uh, growing up because, you know, even in those two year tenures, I felt very much each of those is a beautiful chapter and I felt very much at home there. But uh, but I loved to it get so much. backing up and moving on too. <laughs> yeah. But also like it's it wasn't a transitory thing. Like in between the packing up and the next packing up, there was home for two years. And, uh, you know, I read somewhere that uh, sometimes people identify homes with the curtains that they have, not with the walls that they live within. Mm. And uh, and very well said. <laughs> yeah. So so we made home wherever we were, and I think that was a beautiful thing. And it really resonated when I saw it on the art piece. So the art piece hangs in my home in Delhi. Okay, I would love to see it someday. <laughs> I will. I would love to have you over to show it. To you. Um, yeah. But but I love the explanation so much that I adopted the moniker. So all credits to the artist. So I think you were moved to buy that piece because it sort of resonated with you at a very deep level. Yeah. And you also um, have got some cute postcards for us to show yeah. about Nena's uh, inclusive dunya. Yes. So if you can just uh, tell us a little bit more about so, that. So these postcards are really a piece of my heart. Um, this These come from, we've taken the artwork from a comic that we run called Nena's Inclusive Dunya. Okay. Um, Why Nena? Why Nena? Nena is a head nod to my mother. It's something that I haven't spoken about a whole lot, but my mother's name is Sunena. Okay. And when we started putting out the comic two years ago, it was really to answer questions that I'd been asked in the first year of working, you know, um, intellectual disability, and everything that I was translating to stories as answers was really stuff that I'd learned from my mother. So, so that is one aspect. The second is we chose to tell, um, tell these stories from the perspective of a child. So, so the main neurotypical character in the comic is a young girl called Nena. But it's okay. also from her point of view, so which is where Nena comes in. So here we have Nena in the pink dress and Tanuj, okay. who are uh, two best friends cycling down. Tanuj has intellectual disability. Um, and this is, this is our core picture, but it is really about kind of celebrating neurodiversity and finding friends and allies. We also realized that a lot of, uh, lot of people kind of connect to the mental health aspect of um, um, you know, living with this experience because it's uh, it's an atypical experience, and people may not necessarily find um, find the support that's necessary. We also every now and then we even like mental health stories, uh, okay. mental health awareness stories. Yeah. So this postcard over here talks about choosing thoughts wisely, whether they're prickly or pretty, and nurturing those thoughts. So nurturing positive thoughts to the positive state of mind. Yeah. And this third one here is about um, 
you know how as adults we keep telling our kids that you know ye kaam karo wo kaam karo if not you then who's going to do it if not you who's going to do it and the pressure on the children yeah but but here we have the postcard saying with the kids asking the adults you know if not us then who um if we don't build inclusion then who will build inclusion so it definitely is our responsibility and the idea is when we started with the comic that nena lives on an inclusive duniya she goes to an inclusive school has a motley crew of friends mm-hmm. and uh, and we started putting out the stories as podcasts from her world like you know an insight into her world the world we would like to see exactly exactly so and and so we because we put out the first story saying that we're going to be sending postcards from nena's duniya uh the first merchandise we printed was the postcard how lovely so basically talking about a lot of serious issues but in a comic lighthearted and beautiful way. And, and beautiful way yeah and creative and beautiful creative and beautiful i love it <laughs> thank you the intent was we'd actually seen that uh, comics as a format had worked to destigmatize a lot of serious issues and and the reason we put it on instagram is that we wanted to be freely available like we do not want there to be any barriers to access to this information so inclusive even in the access right so thank mm-hmm. you for recognizing that <laughs> um so you know i want to ask you pooja that um, you know you started inclusive dunya because you were inspired by your brothers struggle and life journey uh but also as women in different roles we play whether it's as a daughter a wife a mother i feel like women are always struggling with this inherent guilt so you know i want you to touch upon that because you, we did have a little bit of these conversations off camera where you said while you were growing up you saw your brother uh, not being able to reach the milestones you were reaching so did you feel this guilt for sure and and i think at some level uh everyone does even if they don't use that label because i uh through my work remain connected to a lot of siblings of uh, persons with disabilities mm-hmm. and even if they don't use the label all of us feel a little bit of that guilt and and the sense of responsibility that comes with trying to make or make up for that guilt but like growing up like i was telling you uh the other day there were there were instances like when i did my class 10 because i'm the youngest mm-hmm. my middle brother who has a disability realized that he's not going to have a chance to do his class 10 so as we've gone through life uh his realization that he doesn't have the same access to opportunities has grown and and i think in some way my realization has grown as well um and while our parents have never um held us back in any way you know they've always encouraged us to pursue our ambitions and potentials to the fullest uh it's always been on my mind that it's unfair that uh he and people like him don't have access hmm. yeah so the guilt the guilt is um but it's it's about how one channelizes that emotion very to correct to make something right very well you know. said yeah rather than like taking it on yourself and feeling bad about it yeah. you channelized it in a positive manner to create an impact yeah well hoping to <laughs> <laughs> um so a little bit about your personal life because i think this is important 
um you are single currently but you did share a little bit about your personal life you were married now you no longer are you're divorced but you shared a very um cordial relationship with your ex-husband yeah which is very nice for me to see as an outsider especially in india where we have so many of these stereotypes that you know if you're getting divorced make it ugly like don't say nice things about your ex but that is not your experience so it's not if you can tell us a little bit more about that because i think that is very relevant and important for our listeners to hear it from you i think at the very core of that sati is the fact that you know if you've chosen at some point in time to spend your life with an individual and as part of a family you must have seen something that was right about them and while it may not have worked out everything that was right is still right you know yeah. it, it's things that you look up to it's things that you respect it's things that you appreciate and admire and and all of those things about him and his family remain the same you know they're they're warm they're a decent lot and and he he's still you know super smart witty and and i see no reason because we we as two people two units coming together may not have fit very well together it does not mean that either of us is a bad human being mm. um neither of us are so i think even in the separation we found that a little bit difficult but um in trying to work out how we could make it work i think our understanding of each other deepened as well and that became the bedrock of a friendship so i love that <laughs> yeah, because because there is there is respect and there, there there was love of a particular flavor at that at one point in time and that um like those things don't go away love can just change its form right yeah. like it doesn't have to be just romantic love well even with the same person <laughs> even with the same person and 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 i wouldn't say you know we had the sort of friendship where i'd call him every week wouldn't but i i mean like i know that he's got my back and and i hope he knows that i've got his back too if needed very nice um uh since 2012 you have worked for many a noble causes and now it's become something that you do annually so how did that happen can you tell us a little bit more about your works yeah. for causes and i purposely didn't say walk for a cause because you've done multiple walks for multiple causes yes. <laughs> walks for various causes so when i started out i started out by walking for cancer care um i'd lost my mother to leukemia in 2007 and at some point after 2010 when i moved to uh to the uk um i think i would see all of these posters from cancer research uk all over the place um mm. because they used to run a lot of walks to build awareness and raise funds um so in 2012 encouraged by my then husband uh i ended up signing up for the first walk again as a way of kind of channelizing my emotion around the loss and and it was quite interesting because the walk would happen in september which was a month that uh mom had passed away too so it was uh it was a really good month to be really sort of pushing all that emotion so it was like a homage to her and yet like a way to channelize your yes 
emotion yeah and um and then after i done it a few times because this is a work that happens annually um i think people would show up to support and i realized that um it was great because it got me into the habit of long distance walking so i started with 13 miles and the first year i didn't complete that the next year i completed it the following year i did 26 miles and i oh, did wow uh one time i did 50 kilometers and another time i did 100 kilometers so some of the causes that you walked for so for the first few years it was uh cancer but but then at some point i switched to walking for education and okay. raising funds for uh organizations in india you walked the camino del santiago and just to give context Camino is spelled C A N I L O in Spanish and it means the way um which is a 300 kilometers sacred walking pilgrimage from Porto in Portugal to Spain yeah and i also know i'd heard about it for the first time when one of my favorite authors paulo coelho spoke about it and he said it was literally um one of his one of the most profound spiritual moments in his life when he did this pilgrimage and um i know it's had a profound impact on you too and you have his book with you too i do um uh, the pilgrimage and it's all about uh this walk so how did it change you as a person so i think um so i walked i walked on my own i mean you can walk with people you can you can choose the routes you can choose the distance so um i walked from porto to santiago and i chose to walk on my own in an unsupported way so carrying my own backpack and walking as far as i could go on the day and and stopping when i needed to hmm. um and and i walked uh the coastal route in, on the portuguese way so the multiple ways that go in but the coastal route for the most part goes around the Atlant- atlantic ocean so all the time that i was walking my uh my thing was that i need to keep the water on the left and i need to keep straight wow and and doing that for 8 hours 10 hours a day can be a truly meditative experience and and i think in some way i actually also realized that it is uh it is like a simile for life as well mm. because um you know you you're walking on your own you you come down to the start of the walk uh on your own you probably meet people along the way it's good conversations you rest when you need to you really learn how to tune into your body and its needs you learn how to almost you know i i feel i felt a certain separation between the body and the soul oh you did i did i did because you learn how to use the body as a vehicle like quite literally you know when you're not the body you're the soul you know the body or the soul and uh you learn to actually truly i think it it struck me while i was doing that walk because i would be like i need to feed the body and i i need to rest i need to massage my feet and that separation is uh, that sense of separation is truly perspective giving yeah um i did that walk while um while i was coming back into india and settling in i'd spent a few months here and and that was that was a big experience uh because it was a big uh change it was it was a big change from a very sanitized environment in the uk to india you know i mean it 
it has energy and there's a lot going on and chaotic <laughs> yeah i was trying to find a more positive sounding word it is no it but is. i mean we are chaotic and i embrace it and it's it's amazing yeah. <laughs> but it's different from the west yeah. but um and and suddenly you kind of go like you know for a moment have i made the right decision so i think i needed to also go away and spend some time on my own to reflect on that and reflecting on that also i think made me realize that i'm truly committed to this as uh, my life's purpose and and then what do i need to embrace along the way to make it work so so it helped me recalibrate my own thinking as i settled back in um and you're embarking on another very exciting rally this summer spanning 30 countries yes. can you tell us a little bit more about that yes i have a very exciting rally coming up so i along with two of my friends uh we're doing the mongol rally um this year july and august it's something that i wanted to do for about uh, 12 13 years now first learned about it in 2010 um it's an unsupported rally organized by an organization called the adventurists in oh wow in the uk okay. um where the only criteria is that you drive a small car less than 1200 cc hopefully beaten down um and start from one point and end in another and do it for a charitable cause so the three of us signed up for it at the back end of 2021 having gone through the second wave you know at some point in the second wave we were like we need to do this so okay. when when the registrations open we signed up for it we've been planning it for the last year and a half and are terribly excited about it so wow um <laughs> Three women, thirty countries, thirty thousand kilometers. Uh, a lot of trees there. <laughs> not a tree there. Trees there. We we worked hard to get to the thirty thousand kilometer road, but we're going to be on the road for fifty three days. It's going to be wow. a little bit more than the actual rally period, but mm. but it's because we want to also we set the goal of thirty thousand kilometers. We're going to be doing that, and we're doing it for charitable causes. I'm doing it for inclusive Punia. Wow, um, I love it. <laughs> Um before we come to the end of the conversational segment of the podcast my last question to you is um if you're if you were to look back at your life and what would you say to the 20 year old pooja keep the faith and keep walking because there's a whole lot that um life throws our ways like a lot of curve curveballs which may feel like the end of the world but nothing ever is and if you keep walking things have a way of sort of working out life has a way of working out so just keep going walking roots a walking roots <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um we now have a fun segment planned for you and Can't the wait fa- <laughs> and it is with a very good friend of yours Neha, who knows you really well. So, on that note, can we have Neha, please? Hello. hello. Oh, good to meet you all the time. Hello. Yeah. So, my dear friends, hmm. uh, I almost feel like friend here. So, what have you got on your questions, Leet? <laughs> no, yeah. You've been a friend who's always taught me in every every conversation we've had. You have given a different aspect to me of what you are doing. I'm yet to discover a lot, and today is where I was hearing you. So many things that I did not know. 
I love it. I love it. Then didn't think I would, but I do. I know you love that place. One thing that Western world has adopted from us, like from India, and we are going away from it. Spirituality. I think we spoke about it as well. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of yoga and spirituality comes from the East, and uh, I don't think we weave it into our daily lives the way. Westerners who adopt that as a philosophy do. It's packaged by the West and resold to us yeah, yeah. in a lot of instances. Yeah. But yeah. but also kind of truly adopting it as part of our lifestyle, you know, yeah. in every single way. I I would think that you know maybe people who adopt that over there end up uh, doing that a little bit more wholesomely, wholesomely. Right. Okay. Do you prefer to work traditionally or digitally? mostly digitally mostly digitally but but i do miss the office environment a fair bit yeah yeah the society of being in the in an office environment yes you've experienced that i i have and uh, and now i work from home and i love it and our team is distributed across five people across five different cities but uh, i would love it if at some point they could come together your happy place my library with my dog right next to me. Now I was waiting when you will talk about him. <laughs> yeah, she she is adorable. Uma. Uma. Ah, cute. Either. If you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? You wouldn't believe this, but <laughs> scrambled egg with uh wilted spinach. Yeah, so you're a breakfast person. I'm I'm definitely a breakfast person, <laughs> but uh, but I would eat that. I I would have said pulao because uh, I'm I make my nani's recipe of pulao really well, and it's comfort food. But I cannot possibly be eating pulao every meal, so it would be scrambled eggs and spinach. A gift you would like to receive: a bottle a bottle of wine or a book. Why not both? <laughs> Why not both? Given a choice, your preference. I think wine. <laughs> you have enough books in your life. Really. Yeah, that, that's what I was. That's what I thought. Yeah, maybe, maybe a bottle of wine. Yeah, perfect. Your favorite book as a child? Can I give two? Of course. Um, one is Illusions by Richard Bach. And uh, an author I like very much, but I think as somebody who is spiritually inclined, reading that book at a very, very young age made me realize that it's all in your mind. You know, what you set your mind to, you can make happen. And uh, it's a book that I've gifted to at least two dozen people each. When when did I read it first? Um, sometime in my teens, early teens. Uh, early. Yeah. 
And uh, the second one, um, Gone with the Wind. Ah. <laughs> I have I read Scarlet O'Hara. Scarlet O'Hara. <laughs> I'll think about it tomorrow. Yes. But, yeah. But it's a book. Iconic. I, my, my aunt was a big reader and she, she had, every time I visited her, I would go on every holidays, I would go to her place for a few days and I would read the entire book. Yeah. <laughs> I've read it numerous times. Okay. In a car rally, would you drive or navigate? Bit of both because when you're navigating, you're responsible for the music. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and driving too, I enjoy both. All right. Sari or a business suit? Sari, any day. Stand-up comedy show or a music concert? Music concert. Okay. Belly dancing or Zumba? Can I say none? <laughs> <laughs> but if I have to pick one Zumba. Zumba. Me yeah. <laughs> or money? Money. I mean, again, I would have probably said neither, but money. Okay, between the two. Between the two, money. <laughs> One thing that you want to experiment or explore? Because I... there's use for money. Sorry? There is good use for money. Yeah, yeah, that I... And, and you, you can choose. You've got purposes to use that. And you can choose what you use the money for. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, one thing that you want to experiment or explore and has been on your mind for quite some time now. Writing. Um, so I do write a little bit in in small bits, but uh, I feel like there's a book in there. <laughs> so so that there can... definitely is. <laughs> yes, we've been always done. When Anne we were talking about you, you have a lot to tell. So you like she had a lot of stories. I was like, I've already had a podcast before the actual podcast. <laughs> and I, I do, I do have stories, but but I also feel like, you know, people express themselves in different ways, and and I think the written form is is my way. Um, but but to take out time for you know writing a book is discipline, and it's something that that I have attempted before, but it's uh, not found the time for. So I'd love to make the time for it. Okay. So here we are because she can. So one thing or one instance where you felt inside you that this is maybe I cannot do that, but I'm a little confused, but you did it. And then you felt because I can and I did it. Walking story. Um, so on the Camino that we spoke about earlier, um, I was walking on my own. It was it was pretty hot. I was carrying all my uh, all my stuff on my back, and on one of those days, I lost my way. Uh, so I lost the ocean, <laughs> and 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 at some point, I started following the Google map, and and I knew where I needed to go was pretty far, and on on the map, uh, it became even further, and I was a little bit concerned uh, because I was walking on a main street with no pavement, so I kind of had to walk on the cobbles and and I felt like I would have to give up and then when I actually opened the map I saw it was 9.86 kilometers and and I thought to myself well bus that's kilometer and and this was after having done about 20 odd kilometers and the moment I said it um it was just like who is this person 
and um, and then I ended up walking it, and and I think I was telling you the story that somewhere along the way it became really uphill through an industrial area, then it became downhill across the stream, and um, and I'm very scared of water, um, so I had to cross the stream on a log, and that day those last two three hours of walking and walking across the stream I think were completely life-changing for me because now I feel like I can do anything you know I just I just need to invoke for help keep focused on the next step only the next step and I can do anything so that was truly life-changing this is very inspiring thank you so much you are brilliant in the not so very rapid answers that we had but <laughs> you, you didn't raise your hand saying make it rapid no, just kidding. But we wanted to know the stories, though. Hmm. And the questions were not very rapid. The questions were not. Like, yeah, the, the, book, the, the book in the wine I told you, that <laughs> rapidly that I wanted both. Yeah. So, but there's no award for the same. But a huge thanks to you. Thank you. For being here. Thank you, Pooja. This has been so inspiring. And you're truly leading a life full of purpose and service. I'm sure um, a lot of listeners will be very inspired and motivated after hearing your life journey. Pooja, before we let you leave the studio, we have a little tradition here at Because She Can. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It was a delight being here. Hi, thank you. Hi. Welcome. So, thank you so much for being here. Thank and you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And before we give you our momentum, um, have a small question for you. Um, this is a because she can momentum. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. It's going to go on my desk. So, what does because she can mean? I think the first time I heard the phrase, uh, it just felt like a very expansive sense of possibilities. That because she can, she should do it. Like, and yeah. the she being me, like you know, oh, because I can, exactly. I should feel free to dream and pursue. I love that. That's <laughs> amazing. That's I think that's one of the strongest yeah. responses I've got is because she can means possibilities. So it's very expansive, heart opening, well chosen name. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Guys, for our... For you. <laughs> Thank you.